Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Not too soon. Let's hold the horses here. We don't want to get to heaven yet, but that's where we want to end up. Good morning. Well, maybe you feel like you're in heaven this morning by listening to the farm show on Wax with Bob and Jill here at the shank of the day. Glad to have you along. It looks like maybe some more rain in our forecast later on today and maybe into tomorrow. We'll have Mike Dandry explain a little bit of that for us as we go along this morning. Got the markets, of course. Uh, Boy, they're nothing to brag about, man, especially those dairy markets. And uh, we'll take a look at the crop progress, the calendar, things going on. Speaking of things going on, Jill, when you were coming in this morning, uh, there was some... uh, Police activity. What was that? What did you see? I saw, I think it was four or five police officers with their cars and their uh, lights all lit up off, just off of Claremont. All right. So and they that, weren't after me. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And hopefully whoever they were after they got, for whatever reason it might have been. So, again, always uh, be careful of that. When you see that, I saw on the interstate I was driving over the weekend and you know, people are pulled over to the right and and uh, off the shoulder of the road, be it trucks or cars with a flat tire or campers with a flat tire, and people just go roaring by. That's a ticket, folks. Get over in the left lane because it's a dangerous situation when you're going 75, 80 miles an hour. So I had one guy go by me, and I, I drive on the interstate between 70, 76, something like that, and I had a guy go by me. I'll bet he was going 95 miles an hour because he went by me and it wasn't long and he was dead out of sight. And I couldn't believe it. I kept driving and driving and never saw the state patrol or anybody stopping him. So he must have had a, a good fix on the police because he was really moving. It makes you feel like you're standing still and you know you're not. Oh, boy, it does. So and you just, okay, you want to go that fast? Get out of the way. So, but anyway, all right, we got the calendar to take a look at. The barbecue cost election time is coming up. For the Farm Service Agency. And, of course, uh, we'll take a look at uh, all the farm news, including major, major farm equipment manufacturer in central Wisconsin. H&S Manufacturing has been sold. We'll talk about that, too. We've got a lot going on around the area as uh, we take a look at uh, things going on. you got big, uh, it's hard to say 4th of July weekend when the 4th of July is until next Tuesday, but... Uh, they got things going on. They'll have the parade in Augusta, won't they, this weekend? Yep, the parade is in Augusta at one thirty on Sunday. All right, so... And there's uh, fireworks on Saturday night in Augusta, and there's fireworks over the lake on the 4th of July. 
All right. So there are a lot of things going on. And, yeah, the fireworks, I don't know, with the middle of the week, 4th of July like this, it does make you have to check the schedule to see when and where the fireworks are. But if you've got your own fireworks, do that safely as well. As the weather is going to stay plenty warm for the 4th of July and hopefully, as we said, maybe even some storms later on tonight. We don't want to have uh, too much of that, but some rain in the forecast. We'll find out how much as we go along this morning. It's a nice, pleasant morning out there. Everybody pretty much in the upper 50s to low 60s. We'll tell you more. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take an early check of your Skywarn 13 forecast this morning. Brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Make sure you check out the great selection of new Rams on sale, on in stock right now. ChilsonMotors.com. Well, there is a chance of rain later on tonight. Could be some storms tied into that, too, with a high of about 83. 64 tonight, Thursday, partly sunny. Chance of rain maybe hanging over from tonight, 86 tomorrow, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. looks like partly sunny. Upper 80s Monday, about 90 degrees. It's 67 right now. And, boy, this guy just keeps going on and on and on, doesn't he? And if you're uh, going to be doing this over the weekend, do it carefully. Minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire News Time. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The United States has announced another $500 million weapons package for Ukraine. On Tuesday, the Biden administration announced it will be sending weapons, equipment, and armored vehicles to replenish those lost in battle. The news came the same day the Pentagon stressed that the U.S. played no part in the recent mercenary rebellion against Russia. Air Force Brigadier General Pat Ryder says the U.S. is solely focused on enabling Ukraine to defend itself against the Russian invasion. Former President Trump claims he did nothing wrong discussing what prosecutors say were classified documents with his staff and others after he left office. While rallying in New Hampshire, Trump took time out to say that he and his staff were going through a lot of things besides the documents. Copies of magazines, copies of different plans, copies of stories. Trump was responding to a CNN audio recording of a 2021 meeting where he discusses holding on to the documents. Earlier this month, Trump pleaded not guilty to 37 counts involving the documents. President Biden is defending reproductive rights. At a Maryland fundraiser on Tuesday, Biden said he's not big on abortion as a practicing Catholic, but followed up by saying Roe v. Wade got it right. He went on to criticize states that have passed laws restricting access to abortions since the ruling last year. Smoke from Canadian wildfires is once again drifting down to the U.S. Lisa Taylor has more. The air quality in Chicago and Minneapolis ranked as the worst in the world among major cities Tuesday. Detroit ranked as the fourth worst. Smaller cities in the Great Lakes region like Grand Rapids, Michigan, saw even worse air quality. Conditions there reach code purple, the second worst air quality index reading. The smoky condition comes just weeks after the Northeast was blanketed by smoke caused by the wildfires in Canada. I'm Lisa Taylor. And Ryan Seacrest will be named the new host of Wheel of Fortune. That's according to the New York Times, which cited two people familiar with plans for the long-running game show. Pat Sajak recently announced the next season of the show will be his last. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. But what about Vanna? Vanna White. I wonder if she's going to hang on. Do you think so? I don't know. She kind of go. She actually said one time she didn't actually need to be there when they changed up the stages. Mm-hmm. Because all the letters come on automatically. She's just there to touch them for effect. Oh, yeah. She's there as eye candy, that's for <laughs> sure. But I'll tell you, you talk about the easiest jobs in the country <laughs> and making the most money. I mean, and, and I I love that. I think she's a wonderful lady. But, boy, oh, boy, I, every time I see her, I think, God, would I love to have that job. What does she make? About $10, $12, 15000000 million a year to do that. A whole lot more than we do. Yeah. She really does, that's for sure. But uh, she's she's better look at than I am. <laughs> Looking at me, that's for sure. All right, we got more coming up. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, a quick check of our weather. And that's brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Great selection of new Jeeps on hand at ChilsonMotors.com. Maybe the most important thing in the weather forecast we haven't mentioned yet is the uh, air quality advisories. Be careful out there because these uh, Canadian wildfires, obviously you know it. If you go outside, you see that haze that is created for us. And uh, 
it's been out there. So, again, be careful. It's still uh, air quality advisories around the area. As far as the actual weather, there is uh, probably some rain coming in later on uh, this morning or this afternoon, maybe some storms tonight in some of our listening area. High today is going to be 83. It'll be down into the 60s, about 64 overnight. Maybe some lingering rains into Thursday with a high of 86. And then over the uh, weekend, as we start July, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, temperature's going to be in the 80s, maybe Monday, 90, Tuesday, 4th of July, maybe another chance of rain. 64 in Rice Lake, 61 in Medford right now. Wausau's at 59, Marshfield's at 60, La Crosse, 66, Green Bay's at 57, Madison and Sun Prairie at 64 this morning, Milwaukee down to 56, here at 67, but again, be careful that uh, air quality advisory, the air quality, not good right now. Agriculture, it's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's look at the numbers. The market brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Uh, livestock, not bad, but uh, the rest of it, nothing to write home about. That's for sure. Looking at numbers we haven't seen in quite a while. Joe, before we do the, the grain and the dairy, get us the cash livestock numbers. Choice fed beef steers are 170 to 181 with mixed at 134 to 169. Choice fed beef heifers are 170 to 182 with mixed at 92 to 169. Choice fed Holstein steers are 145 to 154 with select and silage fed steers 115 to 144. Cows are 79 to 99 with a top of 116. Bulls are 110 to 126. Butcher hogs are 34 to 99 with sows at 24 to 36 and boars at 9 to 17. New crop market lambs are 170 to 202 with feeder lambs at 99 to 180. Ewes are 47 to 150. Small goats are 5 to 150. Medium goats are 130 to 255. Large goats are 180 to 400. And nanny goats are 10 to 300. And taking a look at livestock futures yesterday, cattle prices, live cattle, feeder cattle were lower. The hog markets were mixed. June live cattle one seventy nine thirty. That's up a dollar sixty. August one seventy two fifty. Up a dollar ninety. October live cattle one seventy six oh seven. That was up two oh five. In December one eighty seventeen. That was up a dollar eighty. Feeder cattle also down yesterday at the close. Some big downs too. Two thirty eight fifty. The August feeder cattle close. That's down four eighty two. September two forty one ninety seven. Down four forty seven. October at 244.32, that was down 422. November feeder cattle, 245.52, down 397. January at 245.20, down 382. Hogs were mixed. July hogs, 94.12, that was up 72. August up a dollar at 91.05. October hogs, 79.77, down 45. December, $77 even, that was down 90 cents. Board of Trade was lower yesterday. Some of that widespread rain took the prices down 25, 30 cents and better. And then overnight, prices were also down. December corn down another 8 cents at 5.53. The oats 3 to 4 cents lower at 4.09. December wheat down 8 at 7.07. November soybeans, after being down about 30 cents yesterday, down another 21 overnight at 12.73. December meal down seven ninety a ton at three seventy seven fifty. Same story for the dairy markets. Boy, I haven't seen prices this low in a long time. Barrel cheese down six at one thirty nine. The blocks down five and a quarter to dollar thirty one a pound. Butter up four cents at two forty. June class three down a penny fourteen ninety two. July and August both down fifty one. July fourteen thirty five. August fifteen seventeen. And September and October both down thirty nine. September at sixteen thirty eight. October at seventeen thirty one. The only good thing, and I don't know if we'll be able to benefit from this, depending on the oil companies. August crude oil went down another dollar forty seven a barrel, sitting at sixty seven ninety. So maybe uh, the gas prices will be coming down even more because uh, price goes up a dollar forty seven. The price at the pump automatically goes up about a dime or fifteen cents. But uh, August crude oil down a dollar forty seven, sixty seven ninety. That should mean prices do uh, come down. We'll see. Twelve minutes after five o'clock, sixty seven degrees. Chance of rain. The forecast later on. Maybe some storms later on tonight. Mike Dandry will join us 
in a little while to talk more about that. June is just about over, and it was a little drier than we like. We're going to talk about the crop conditions this morning with Brad Matson, lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative here in western and central Wisconsin. Brad, first of all, a little review of the weekend for the Provision Partners growing area, service area. What kind of reports did you get from the farmers about uh, rain to help the crops uh, over the weekend? Well, we were, you know, everybody was pretty excited about the forecast, and that kind of dwindled out. So uh, we did get some rain, but uh, very scattered, anywhere from a tenth of an inch to three and a half inches through our territory. So, uh, but most of the people in that uh, in this uh, west central side here, sitting at about a half an inch or two to two tenths to a half an inch area. So it's definitely helping, and a little bit more foreca- rain in the forecast. So that's a encouraging anyway so maybe the water faucet is getting turned on finally so yeah what the old farmers say you got to have rain to make rain so hopefully a little bit will open the faucet like you say well let's talk about what that meant as far as getting these crops in of course and now established what are you seeing for stand establishment we're seeing a lot of a lot of issues because of that wet spring uh there's been a lot of ground that was probably planted a little wetter was dry on the top but wet underneath so we're having some shallow roots some sidewall compaction issues that's causing some problems for this crop those rains have helped loosen up the soil so the roots are finally breaking out of it and you're kind of seeing these fields getting uneven and and that's the reason for it is the roots are going down hitting moisture they're taking off so you got some plants waist high and some knee high just within a few feet of each other Still a lot of subsoil moisture if the plants can get to it. Um, we have a bunch of irrigation probes out, and once you get down to 10 inches, there's a lot of water there, Bob. And, and we do have some corn roots hitting 14 inches right now, and then there's some that's, that are sitting at about 3 inches. So some of the issues that we're seeing there. So are you seeing any other problems with establishment or conditions that uh, are because we've been so dry and it's been so uneven? Seeing a lot of places... Uh, where some of the corn didn't even germinate if it didn't get planted, you know, it was planted a little shallower into that dry soil. Seeing a lot of little spots out in the field looks terrible, but you know, it's not a earth shattering because when you figure the percentage of it, it's not going to hurt you that bad. The big thing I'm seeing out there is, is that we can learn from is how do we weatherproof this crop looking at those root systems and how do we get them deep? Because like I say, I've got some some plants that are already 14 inches deep, they're pulling water from, they're looking beautiful, they don't show the drought stress, but these other ones where we have some compaction issues, we have some rooting issues where they're only three, four inches deep, those plants are suffering, and, you know, what can we do different? So this is a good time to dig those plants up, look at, you know, what can I change in my tillage, and what can I can change in my practices in order to weatherproof this crop. What are you seeing in the beans? Well, beans have been struggling. You know, we went through this whole spring, these cold nights. You know, almost every night's been in the 40 up until last week. Beans are needs a lot of heat. And as soon as that heat came on, they really started changing around. And again, they're not of an aggressive root system. So they're struggling trying to find enough water down there to keep keep going. But they're doing good. They're finally starting to take off. We just started flowering here this week. So now we need the rain to start coming in. What are you seeing as far as insect challenges, weed outbreaks? Pretty much everything, Bob. We're um, in some of these. I've seen a couple fields now of uh, where we had rye cover crops, and uh, we've got a few armyworms out there. A couple field, one field probably going to be have to be sprayed for armyworms. So keep an eye on those types of things. A lot of weed escapes stuff that was sprayed earlier didn't get any rain on it for a week or two. You know, double-check those fields because there's a lot of small weeds out right now. Out there right now, it's not going to be hard to hard to take care of, but we have to be on top of it because you're going to run out of a window here, especially with corn as as fast as that's growing. Making sure you get that cleaned up before uh, we reach the point of non-return. So there's no sense in uh, just using a windshield evaluation. Get out and look, huh? Doesn't work that great because everything we're dealing with is small, and that's where you want to be. We're having a lot of water hemp issues uh, out there, so they're small yet. Now's the time to be out there uh, scouting for that pesky little weed and getting it before it gets six to eight inches tall because at that point, you're probably not going to be a lot more challenging to take that one down. And a lot of problems with that one out here, especially in the soybean fields. 
All right, so get out and take a look at those crops because uh, there are some challenges. Thanks, Brad. Brad Matson, lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative on our program this Wednesday morning. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And always good to talk to Brad and the gang from Provision Partners Co-op. Uh, Brad, of course, lead agronomist talking about the crops and Jill, the crop progress report out. What's it look like here in Wisconsin? Well, we are below the national average. Our corn is rated just 42% good to excellent this week. That's down 8% from a week ago. Soybeans this week are being called 45% good to excellent, down 7% from last week. Other crops across the state aren't much better as oats are rated 45% good to excellent, while the winter wheat crop is at 49% good to excellent. State farmers have also put up 24% of their second hay crop a few days ahead of normal. Hay is rated 40% good to excellent this week. Those ratings don't take into account all the rain that we had over the past weekend. And we could still use more rain as topsoil moisture this week shows moisture at just 27% adequate to surplus with, or adequate with no surplus moisture anywhere in the state. All right. And we'll get the national forecast on the crops and all that other stuff coming up. We got things to do. Northern Wisconsin State Fair, not that far away. Fairgrounds, new buildings. We'll talk to Rusty Volk next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. almost fair time. What's the condition of the northern Wisconsin State Fairgrounds? It's going to look a lot different than it has for the past hundred plus years. Rusty Volk is with me, the fair manager and ramrod here at the fairgrounds. And Rusty, a, a pretty aggressive building program here. When the fair was over last year, the bulldozers came in. Are we ready for 2023? We are ready for 2023, Bob. There's no doubt about it. We've uh, been working this all year, as you know. Getting it down, getting it set up. Uh, we've got five buildings that are going up. That four of them are up, and they'll be ready to go by the end of this week. Right? Quite frankly, a few details. You'll see that they are very majestic. They are far, far nicer than we uh, a lot of people imagine, and they need to be. And I haven't uh, been on many fairgrounds where they, they call their buildings majestic. So right. we'll all look forward to that. But because of, of COVID and shipping, it hasn't been without its challenges. Oh, absolutely. You know, we, I started on this project five years ago, Bob. Started to say, what are we going to do about replacing barns? Because they were so old, 100 plus years old, and we had to start someplace. Uh, COVID actually, when I look at it, was a blessing with that regards because everything shut down. Because it gave us that time to really plan a lot more and uh, move along. Although it was unknown how, what kind of money you're going to raise because everybody was in a financial d- despair. Uh, however, after the 21 fair was so incredibly successful, everybody came. Everybody was so tired of being cooped up. That was the flagship that really said, now we got to roll, now we got to move. So that's when we kind of kicked everything off. But most of these plans that we've had, we did that in 2020 as far as designing and architectural pricing, what it's going to cost. So when it comes down to now where it's towards the end, uh, it's, it's quite amazing. We come out pretty close because we kept adding, we know it's going to get more expensive than we initially thought, just products. And the challenge right now has been over the last couple of months in particular is just what supplies and what uh, switches can't you get, what electrical components are sitting on a boat someplace or whatever the case might be. That's been the real challenge. So we'll have a few, uh, it won't be completely done because of those things, but that's okay. That's okay. It's something that uh, we can work towards. Farmers are adaptable, that's for sure. And if it's not done, we'll get her done one way or another. We're going to have a fair. Yeah. But, you know, some good community-minded people and companies stepped up with the checkbook. Oh, absolutely. It was, if not for the agricultural community, well, this project would not have happened. We'd, uh, the board has said, well, let's put a barn up this year and one next year, and, you know, that could go on forever if you're going to do that. However, putting it out, letting people know that this project's coming, and it's important. This is going to stay. This is for the youth. This is for youth agriculture. This is for employees that are going to have responsibilities that know what it is to work a little bit and get a little dirty. You know, I was a farmer, too. 
all my life. And so we know what it's like. So how do we instill that in the next generation? And that's what we intend to do with these buildings. And yes, the business community step up. You know, Custer Farms, Ken Custer, he's got his name on a building. You know, uh, Steve Rooney with Rooney Grain. Ellie Phillips' family steps up to the plate. You know, those three biggies really started the project going to the point to where we could run the whole thing to where we could save a probably a million dollars by bringing it all together at one time. Uh, that coupled with uh, a three-year process of trying to get a FEMA grant to create a uh, storm shelter or a basic tor torna tornado shelter, which is needed on the grounds. There's no place to really go if you got a real bad storm. So we compile a lot of things together. Then the business community stepped up. A lot of individuals, and there's more of that will. I think when people see these barns, they're going to want to give, and we are still raising money. We're going to be raising money throughout this year yet. And, so I, and I don't think a lot of people yeah. realize what the construction challenges have been with, the, as you said, switch is still on a boat someplace, but the governmental hoops you have to jump through. This is it's crazy. You know, this whole, our, our, our restrooms and showers are not going to be done. And the reason is this piece of paper sat on a lady's desk in Madison for two months. And all she had to do was sign it, and then we could get the bids out. But we couldn't get the bids out because she didn't sign it. That put us back two months right there. And if it wasn't for that, everything would have been completed today. It's just the little things that make a difference. So when you try to pull everything down and bring everything up in one year, you run into issues and challenges. And you know, I'm a lot wiser now than I was before, Bob. And I can understand why. Well, but when we, get to the, when we get to the fair, yeah. the cattle are going to be undercover. The hogs will be undercover. Yep. We're going to be having a nice new show ring, auction ring. Yes, exactly. All the shows are going to be in the Custer Coliseum. Because that's the granddaddy. That's the place that's twice as much space as we had before. So there'll be uh, real access so people can see, what is a show? But what are they judging? What did the judge say? What are these kids doing? We've got it set up so all the animals all stay in the behind the barns and all the humans look at the uh, uh, go through the bars from the front end. So you won't have any cattle in the front, whereas in the front of the barns where strollers go through. No more cows crossing the road to get milked. Where there's E. coli and some of those things. We've taken that all into consideration as far as safety and security for humans and the animals. But it's still going to be for the visiting public to come in and be able to see these animals. Kids can see lambs and hogs and calves and steers up close. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what it's about. We want to make sure everybody has the opportunity to grab a, grab a lamb, you know, touch them. Touch them. Really, you have to do that because that's what it's about because that's what starts that whole process of, hey, I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this, and I want to be part of agriculture. And, you know, we got to start teaching people where their food comes from, and that's the start. And I'm a proponent of going from the fork to the farm instead of the farm to the fork. Okay? We put food in our mouth, and that's what my granddaughters do, and that's what they know. So let's start there and go back to the barn, uh, back to the farm, so people understand why we're, do why we're using atrazine and these products in order to grow more food. So that's a, that's a good experience. Rusty Volk with us. Rusty, of course, in charge of the Northern Wisconsin State Fair and the Northern Wisconsin State Fairgrounds. And, of course, Rusty, so many traditions when you have a fair that's 100-plus uh, years old. The 4-H food stand was one. That's obviously gone. But tell us about the 4-H involvement uh, still as we go forward. Exactly. So the 4-H foods within the FEMA building, we're going to actually call it the farmhouse because I don't like the word FEMA. <laughs> okay, do you see why? Anyway, within that structure where the showers and restrooms are, there's a meeting room and there's a concession stand that we built within that building right on the corner. The 4-H food stand where it was was totally illegal because it had to be a hundred feet away from any housed animals. So this building, this area, that's where the 4-H food stand will be. Now, it might be a little different this year only because of setbacks, etc. But yes, that's where they'll be. And the fairgrounds will own it. The fairgrounds will own it. We will allow the 4-H food uh, stand then to use that particular facility so that when they can't use it or cannot man it, we can still utilize that place, whether it be for jackpot shows or any other activities we have down there. Getting ready for the completion of these buildings for the 2023 Northern Wisconsin State Fair. What's still on the planning agenda for 2024 and beyond in the rural area or any place else on the fairgrounds? Well, you know, you just want to make news tonight, don't you there, Bob? I get it. I get it. So remember, it's 125th celebration this year as well. 
It's 125 years, and we got a documentary that Jim Zahn's putting out that's going to be pretty awesome. Yes, on the horizon, there is more additions to that uh, rural end, because that's what we're building up now. We had to create our commercial end to generate some revenues, operations, those whole business operations. Uh, yes, there's avenues. I personally do not like where the horse arena is. That's really in a very bad place when you have to take horses across the road when vehicles are traveling. So look for some changes in that area probably in 24 and 25. So And, and the other thing is you'll find some open areas uh, by the uh, horse barn, poultry area, down along the opposite side of that roadway. Know that that has been set up already for future barns if we need to put additional barns down. So we've looked at more of a comprehensive plan for that area saying this is what we need today. If we have to grow, we have room to grow and it'll be easy to do so because the infrastructure is there, the power is there, the water is there, everything is there. So we've always planned for the future. And again, Rusty Volk getting ready for the fair just a week or two away, the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. New buildings are up, and they'll be operating at the fair. Well, we'll be operating over at Premier Livestock with Rocky next as we find out how the market numbers are going this week. It's 5.30 in the morning at Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get to the markets over at Premier Livestock. And with you, Rocky joins us. Good morning, Rocky. How you doing? Hey, good morning. Doing good. Is this air quality bothering you or cattle? What are you seeing over there? You, you know what I noticed lately? I've, I've been wearing my glasses. Yep. Usually wear contact. It's like my eyes are so irritated all the time, and I don't know if that's something to do with it or not. Well, I would think it probably is, so be careful out there because that air quality is not good with those fires in Canada. Well, how good are the markets? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how the week is shaping up so far here at Premier Livestock. We'll give you a summary. Uh, fed cattle traded stronger. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 150 to 164. Choice beef steers and heifers up to $1.78. Market cows traded stronger. High yielding cows from $1.05 to $1.30, many 85 to 104. Uh, guys, look at the dairy sale this week. You might want to trade some of them in. Market bulls high yielding from $1.05 to a dollar twenty six newborn Holstein bull calves that market guy's pretty hot pretty smoky there uh, most of the Holsteins from two hundred to four hundred and thirty per head uh, beef calves from three fifty to six sixty today Wednesday we got our hay auction at nine thirty. Uh, 11 o'clock a.m. dairy cattle auction. Big run of dairy cattle, guys. We're expecting over 253 herds, including a 70-cow hard-to-find pro-cross herd that are freestall parlor, grazing adapted. Uh, here's 50 super fancy, fresh Jersey Cross two-year-olds. Uh, they're all parlor freestall, coming out of one of the better uh, Jersey Cross herds that we sell for. They're coming from Kemper Farms. Uh, like I said, just ripping fancy crossbreds there. Lots and lots of springing heifers. you got a load to springing cows, uh, also some nice registered Holstein bulls, including red Holsteins. Uh, full list, all the details on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call at Premier at 715-229-2500. Auction reminders, we'll have a regular sale next Monday, uh, but we uh, will be closed Tuesday uh, for July 4th, but we'll be open on July 4th to receive your cattle. The office will be closed, no auctions, but we'll be receiving cattle July July 4th uh, from 3 to 8 p.m. Uh, for that Wednesday sale. And uh, got a regular dairy sale on Wednesday as well. We got a herd of Jersey cows, uh, several organic consignments for that herd uh, for that sale next week. So that is the way it's shaping up, Bob. You uh, have a good holiday. We'll do our best. We'll talk to you in the morning here. Uh, all right. Sounds good. Thanks. There, there he goes. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Well, how good a holiday can we have with this air quality out there? Our weather brought to you by Christensen Sales. That means Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 is joining us this morning. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. Boy, it feels like we live in Los Angeles looking at this air quality out there. Denver or someplace. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I, I just think that this is awful walking out and choking the moment you get out your door oh, yeah right. it's uh yeah you got to be careful out there this morning and all day today it looks like but maybe we get some rain it'll wash it away what's in the forecast well for today we'll have just a few showers this morning mostly towards our northern counties some of us towards the chippewa valley may get in on a stray shower or two but again better chances up by highway eight at least through the latter half of this morning and early afternoon 
Now, later on this afternoon evening, there is a chance for some strong to potentially severe thunderstorms to develop. However, there's still a few factors at play that may choke off uh, that system, which potentially is some of the smoke that we've seen. Temperatures climbing to the low to mid-80s later this afternoon. More chances at showers and storms tonight. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, low to mid-60s. Tomorrow, starting off with some sunshine, couple intervals of clouds, and potentially a shower or storm later on in the afternoon. But going into Friday, highs into the mid to upper 80s, mostly sunny. Saturday, a bit more of the same, upper 80s on tap. Most of the 4th of July weekend expected to stay dry. More sunshine on Sunday, highs in the upper 80s. Monday could get in the low 90s with more sunshine. But Tuesday itself looks to have just a chance at some showers and potentially a thunderstorm, but still a hot one with highs in the upper 80s. But right now, we have mostly cloudy sky and some haze, a little bit of smoke, temperature of 68 degrees in Eau Claire. Now, it looks like uh, over the weekend, I don't know, with the 4th of July on a Tuesday, fireworks could go off any time. But for the most part, it looks like good nights for fireworks, huh? Yeah, you know, mostly clear overnight lows in the low 60s for Friday and Mm -hmm. Saturday night. So overall, not bad. All right, but uh, we just got to get those fires put out in Canada. Yeah, this is, I believe, if I remember correctly, this is record territory in uh, in Canada for how long and how many acres uh, they've burned because they have fires in Alberta, mm-hmm. Ontario, Quebec, Nova Scotia, all over the country. Oh, that's nasty, that's for sure. Absolutely. All right, Michael, breathe well. You too, Bob. <laughs> all right, there you go. Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 with our weather on wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we'll get to markets and uh, more of our farm news, but uh, we want to get into the newsroom right now. Morgan McCarthy is with us, and I suppose the Boyceville Bombers softball team has got the weekend tournaments all weekend long, huh? You know it. Not only that, but we're uh, slated to go to, I think, uh, Wabasha in a couple of weeks here, too. So we'll be making some trips. Well, that's good got to have your passport to get across there, you know. You know what I need? I need to have somebody help me with my laundry from all of these uh, <laughs> uniform clothes and all of the things that Siggy's been wearing and bringing home dirty and throwing in the pile for me. Oh, man, yeah. you got to learn how to get spots out. Does she like to dive in the grass and the dirt and everything? She's a slider, I'll say Not that. A girl. And okay. a bleeder, uh, from what oh, I can tell from boy. her knees, yes. Blood and dirt and grass in the uniform. And right? I've been down at the creek uh, scrubbing that laundry like mad. So, yeah, uh, it's been quite the summer for that. Isn't it nice that you got a petite little little daughter that uh, <laughs> just wears what do they call crinolines and yes all that, bloomers and bonnets and all that yeah stuff. yeah my band-aid collection <laughs> is saying otherwise <laughs> what's going on we're gonna start with headlines that keep us uh well in our state today and then scoot closer to our area good morning we're learning from the courts that one deputy recovers two others on leave this is after a chase and we begin in the shell lake area washburn county as it started out the weekend with a traffic stop and extended into the early part of the week deputies say a suspect had sped away drove to a campground and tried to hide he got away because the deputy's car malfunctioned and the deputy had to be cut out of that car and taken to the hospital. Then Monday, deputies were back searching for the suspect when they spotted him. And then the suspect drove at deputies who then shot out tires. The man arrested a short time later. When it turns around the meeting table, there was discussion last night that has uh, Eau Claire moving ahead with a Dewey Street Bridge replacement. The city council last night voted to replace the century-old bridge rather than renovate it. The new bridge will cost just over $14 million. Eau Claire on the hook for about $4 million of that. Though not anytime soon. If you uh, take that path for your morning jog or dog walk, city engineers say it'll be at least 2026 before work would begin. And while we're outside crossing the bridge, that air quality has been something. You heard uh, Bob and Mike talk about that, and you can expect it to continue for some time. But let's check on Canada, right? DNR Fire Specialist Ron Schneider says Canadian provinces don't have the staff or ability to put out a lot of the wildfires right now that are causing thick smoke. But here's an interesting point of what they are doing. They've brought in firefighters from, um, from France, from Italy, Australia, Mexico, And uh, so they have a lot of partners uh, helping them to extinguish these fires. And that current air quality advisory has been extended to Thursday. But unless some major weather patterns change, we could actually be looking at another extension. And while you're outside reaching for a cold one, maybe uh, you want to pass on the barley and hops and go for an iced tea, Brie? Tell us more about that. 
On any given day, 69 million Americans reach for a glass of iced tea. A study done by Natso.com says women drink more of it than men. A glass of iced tea is about 90 calories, no sugar unless you add it, and an added kick of caffeine and antioxidants. Oh, and there's one more benefit to drinking tea cold. It contains a bioactive compound called gallic acid that's good for skin and brain health. Of course, you can add a wedge of lime or lemon to jazz it up, and also you won't get scurvy. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. Of course, at this time of the day, nothing better than a cold glass of milk, and we have to do the chores to get that as we take it back to the barn. Bob Bolsold, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax, 104.5. You like iced tea? Uh, Not unless it has enough sugar in it to count as a treat and a (laughs) dessert at that point. What about you? got bourbon or something in it, I can drink it. But That's a southern iced tea, oh, I think. Oh, man, That's I'll a, tell you. No, Long I, Island iced tea is more like it. I've never been an iced tea fan. I, I mean, like she said, 69 people, a million people a day will drink it in this country, but boy, not me. I've just never been able to handle it. Well, anytime we've been traveling in the South, it's not just a stereotype. Sweet tea is with everything down oh, there. Yeah, every yeah. meal, every everything. So I did have it when I was down there, but yeah, here, um, I like I like my tea to come in a keg. There you go. <laughs> On tap, right? <laughs> Not a bad idea. That's the Wisconsin sweet tea. That's the Wisconsin <laughs> sweet tea is right. Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. All right, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. We're 19, almost 18 minutes before 6 o'clock, and we've got a lot more news and markets to go here. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, we're about 65 degrees, getting up to about 83 today. And again, chance of maybe some showers around the area this morning, tonight. We'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, and again, folks at Chili Implement in Chile bringing us uh, more of our farm news this morning. And, Joe, we talked about Wisconsin crops. What about nationally? Well, rain fell over some parts of the country over this past weekend, but many major growing areas got nothing. Places like Kansas, Missouri, and much of Illinois missed out on those rains and remained very dry. This week's crop progress report shows the corn crop is now rated just 50% good to excellent, down 5% from a week ago, and the lowest rating for the corn crop at the end of June since the major drought year of 1988. Soybeans are rated 51% good to excellent, down 3 points from last week, like corn is the lowest rating since 1988. High temperatures are also a problem as the forecast calls for temps in the 90s and even near 100 degrees as far north as southern Illinois later this week. Now let's move on out and talk about summer barbecues and the summer barbecue season and how to cost for that cookout compared to last summer. According to the latest Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation survey of foods most eaten on those outdoor events, prices have come down by over 4% from last year, down to $66.72 for a cookout for 10 people. Nationally, those prices are down 3%. To get their results, Farm Bureau members surveyed prices for 12 different items in 19 communities around the state. And once again, it's time to nominate someone to serve on the Farm Service Agency's county committees across the state. Any farmer can be nominated if they take part in USDA programs and reside in the section of the county that is up for election this year. Each year, one-third of a county is involved in the election. Nominations are due to county FSA offices by August 1st. And uh, another big story in agriculture in our area, Oxbow Corporation, and Oxbow is headquartered in the Netherlands. They have bought H&S Manufacturing in Marshfield and Clintonville. Oxbow says they're expanding their presence and product portfolio in the hay and forage industry The purchase is designed, according to this news release, to foster high-quality, customer-focused product innovation to ensure customer service and to strengthen the Oxbow and H&S position in the global hay and forage market. According to the CEO of Oxbow, H&S products complement Oxbow's industry-leading hay and forage merger product line. Adding H&S to Oxbow's hay and forage business allows us to better serve our mutual customers now and in the future. The H&S high-quality products, dealer network, manufacturing facilities, and dedicated management and employees supplement our existing hay and forage business and will help us grow in this critical market segment. So again, H&S manufacturing has been sold to Oxbow 
of the Netherlands. Any more details about uh, when this acquisition officially takes place and Oxbow Management moves in, what it will mean for H&S management uh, facilities, those things we do not know. We know, though, that Oxbow has purchased H&S Manufacturing in Marshfield. 65 degrees, 83 the high today. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Markets are coming up, but uh, Jill, 4th of July weekend uh, starting up July 1st on Saturday. What's on the calendar here quickly? Well, for Saturday, Thorpe Dare Days and the Mid-State Pullers of Wisconsin are hosting their annual Thorpe Midsummer Shootout on Saturday, July 1st. Pulls are scheduled to start at 6 p.m. And Augusta Bean and Bacon Days Parade has all kinds of activities happening down there from the parade to fireworks. And the Horse Pullers Association, the Wisconsin Horse Pullers Association, they've got a whole bunch of pulls lined up for Saturday. They're having one in Elmwood at 11 a.m., on Sunday in Chatech, they're having one at 1 p.m. And on Monday in Augusta, they're having another one at 10 a.m. So busy with those horses and lots of pulls out there and lots of celebrations. All right. So, again, whatever you do over the weekend, do it safely and enjoy it, as we told from June to July. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's almost 10 minutes to 6 o'clock. 65 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.45 to $1.76. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.45 to $1.71. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.50 to $1.60. We had a top of $1.62. Choice Holstein steers, $1.39 to $1.49. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.38 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from $1.02 to $1.24. We had a top of $1.26. 60% of the cows sold from $70 to $1.01. Bottom 20% of the cows sold from 69 and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from $1.40 to $1.57. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.39 and down. Call bulls sold from $95 to $1.15. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound up Holstein bull calves sold from $200 to $380 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $200 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $275 to $620 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on June 23rd. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar sixty to two forty six. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar fifty to two forty six. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar fifty to two fifteen. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar forty five to two nineteen. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, a dollar thirty to a dollar seventy eight. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, a dollar twenty to a dollar sixty eight. Our next special feeder sale will be July 7th, starting at noon. Just a quick reminder, we will not be receiving cattle next Monday night, as there is no sale on Tuesday, July 4th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out the early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. More market. Let's get to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Morning, Jerry. You breathing well this morning over there? Well, Bob, good morning to you. Yeah, well, I like opening the windows, but boy, you can sure smell that stuff. And, uh, oh, it's awful. And, you know, it's too bad we couldn't direct some of that uh, to uh, annihilate some of these little critters and bugs that like to invade my garden, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Good idea. Well, how's the market activity been so far? Oh, the markets have been, uh, as long as we don't talk about dairy, we're okay. The rest of the market's been pretty doggone good, and we'll tell the folks about it. Bob, I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. Summary from yesterday, Tuesday, and the first part of the week here at Equity Stratford. First of all, we start out with the organic market. We sell those uh, organic uh, animals on Tuesday, every Tuesday here in Stratford. High-yielding certified organic cows yesterday, selling from $1.62 to $1.73.5. Low-yielding organic cows, 155 and below. Organic steers and heifers from 170 
170 to 180. Now back to the uh, regular conventional type of market cows. Uh, High-yielding fleshy uh, cows this week so far, selling from 98 to $1.18. Most of the cows this week from 78 to 98, thinner cows, plainer cows below 75. On the bull trade, uh, better quality bulls, mostly from 110 to 115. And um, uh, more bulls, uh, update on the bulls um, after today's auction, as well as also on fed cattle. Calves are very, very strong, as reported yesterday. Most of the bull calves selling from the good quality Osteen bull calves from 225 to 425, up to 445 on Monday. Your heifer calves mostly from 50 up to 205 also on Monday. And beef calves just out of this world, 300 to 700. And as we reported yesterday, up to 730 on Monday's auction. But we are at Wednesday already here at Equity Stratford. We'll get away this morning uh, bright and early with market cattle, and uh, that will, of course, feature all conventional type market cows, fed cattle, as I did mention, and market bulls, sheep, hog, and goats. Feeder cattle today will be at 1230. Our auction tomorrow does start at 11. And just a note, um, next Tuesday there will not be any sale here at Equity Stratford next Tuesday, July 4th. However, of course, we will be open uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday as regularly scheduled next week. So, folks, you got any questions on the schedule or cattle that can sign? Certainly like hearing from you. 687-4101 is our phone number. And, Bob, I guess that's all we have this morning. But, again, uh, oh, it's, uh, this smoky situation is not getting any better. And it's uh, I was looking at the radar before when I uh, first got up. Did you guys get some rain in Eau Claire this morning? Uh, a couple of sprinkles. I thought it was bugs on the windshield, but it was a couple of little light raindrops. Not enough to water. At least when I came in, I don't know what's happened since then. So not yet, but hopefully there's some out there. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. You too, Bob. Enjoy the day. And, boy, I don't know. You hate staying in the house when it's so nice out, but... I don't know, you almost got to keep the windows closed, keep all the smoke out. Yeah, there's a problem out there, no question about it. And your TYM dealer, Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland, bringing us the markets. Board of Trade uh, down yesterday and down overnight. December corn overnight, down another eight cents, sitting at 553. The oats down three to four at 409. Wheat down eight at 707. November soybeans down 21 at 1273. And soybean meal for December down 790 a ton. At $377.50. At the Country Elevators. Northside Elevator, loyal location, corns at 561 with soybeans at 1391. In Arcadia, corns at 561 with soybeans at 1428. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location, corns at 561 with soybeans at 1401. And on the DTN screen, again, big variation in these prices. I mean, we're talking a, a dollar different at some elevators. In Golden Plump, corn today is 589. At Baldwin, it's five oh nine with the beans at thirteen twenty three. At Duran, the corn is down to four eighty eight. The beans at thirteen eighteen. Mondovi five fifteen and thirteen twenty three. Corn at Elmwood uh, five twenty nine. Beans thirteen twenty three. Fall Creek five oh nine and twelve ninety three. At Osseo, corn is five twenty nine. Beans thirteen twenty three. Elk Mound five fifty eight and thirteen ninety five. Sparta, 576 on the corn, 1418 on the beans at Sparta. Ellsworth corn, 509, beans, 1283. Ethanol plants, corn at Boyceville, 577. Stanley, 550. New Richmond, 545. Cheese prices down. Barrels, 139. Blocks, 131. Butter up four at 240. June class three at 1492. July and August down 51. July, 1435. August, 1517. 39 cents lower for September and October, 1638 September, 1731 for October. And again, be careful out there. This uh, fog, seems like fog, but it's that smoke from the Canadian wildfires is causing some uh, concern as far as air quality. So again, just be careful. Otherwise, 83 today, maybe a chance of rain, about 65 right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.